You're listening to The Bunker New York, live on Red Bull Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasnick, and we are here today uh, live in Detroit, our final show from Detroit this summer with DJ Godfather, our special guest. He's going to be DJing throughout the show, and we're going to break for an interview in the middle. So right now, we're just going to get right into the mix with DJ Godfather. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio.
Wait a minute. Hold up. We back again. You know what's up. It's about that time to hit the flow with DJ Godfather and Mr. O.O. Dime pieces. Where y'all at? Shake that thing, girl. Ooh, just like that. Now get down low to the flow. Bring it on up now and go for what you know. is at up in here popping mo i see you player where my thugs at that don't give a what if you ain't never scared then put your hood up east side throw it up west side throw it up it's about that time for us to go so grab a freak and hit the mo Shake that till you pass out, freak that till you pass out, work that till you pass out, bang that till you pass out, shake that till you pass out, freak that till you pass out, work that till you pass out, bang that till you pass out, shake that till you pass out, freak that 
till you pass out. Work that till you pass out. Bang that till you pass out. Shake that till you pass out. Freak that till you pass out. Work that till you pass out. Bang that till you pass out. Shake that till you pass out. Freak that till you pass out. Work that till you pass out. Bang that till you pass out. Shake that till you pass out. Freak that till you pass out. Work that till you pass out. Bang it. I like it when you bang it. Now let me see you shake it. I wanna see you shake it. Now let me see you freak it. I love it when you freak it. Now let me see you work it. I wanna see you twerk it. Now let me see you bang it. I like it when you bang it. Now let me see you shake it. I wanna see you shake it. Now let me see you freak it. I love it when you freak it. Now let me see you work it. I wanna see you twerk it. Now let me see you.
like to make you boss and break your back. Boss and break your back. Boss so hard you break your back. Here come another type. Try to make you boss and break your back. Boss and break your back. Boss so hard you break your back. Here come another type. Try to make you boss and break your back. Boss and break your back. Boss so hard you break your back. Here come another type. Try to make you boss and break your back. Boss and break your back. Boss so hard you break your back. Here come another type. Try to make you boss and break your back. Boss and break your back. Boss so hard you break your back. Another type. Try to make you boss and break your back. Boss and break your back. Boss so hard you break your back. Here come another type. Try to make you boss and break your back. Boss and break your back. Boss so hard you break your back. Here come another type. Try to make you boss and break your back. Boss and break your back. Boss so hard you break your back. Here come another type. Try to make you boss and break your back. Boss and break your back. Boss so hard you break your back. Here come Get down, 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 get down,
flow, get on the 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 on the on the flow, get 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 on the on the on the flow, get 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 on the on the on the flow, get 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 on the on the on the flow, get 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 on the on the on the flow, get 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 on the on the Oh, oh, oh. 
You're listening to Red Bull Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. We're here live in Detroit. This is our uh, last broadcast from Detroit this summer. Pretty much been here since May doing live shows. Headed back to New York next. And we've been in the mix for the whole show here with DJ Godfather from Detroit. Thanks for joining us. What's up, B? How's it going? It's going really well. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to reconnect. Uh, I know. We haven't, last time was, I think we decided January 2015 when you played the bunker, uh, one of our largest bunkers ever when we had you and Jeff Mills headlining. You had me for one night and you never called back. Yep. I called back this week. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Can't argue that. Anyway, how's it going, man? It's going great. Um, So, questions. Um, Where, I mean, how do you classify the music you play, first of all? Do you identify this as ghetto tech? Do you, is it beyond genre? Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, when this, when we first started doing this, you know, like, it was literally just a Detroit thing. There was no genre to it, you know? And, and we, we're, a lot of guys were kind of mixing like techno records with Miami bass records because that's, Miami bass was hot and commercial at the time. And then techno was deep and underground. And so the way to break some techno records was to kind of sandwich them in between Miami bass records, you know what I mean? And then, you know, then, I, you know, a couple of years after I, I started DJing, I learned to produce. And, um, I was learning and uh i kind of just took like the elements i liked out of a miami bass record and the elements out of a techno record and fused them together and, and kind of we have a song now that has influences from both and uh you know around the same time there's a few other guys you know d- doing it as well and next thing you know more and more producers were coming out and all of a sudden, within a couple of years, there's 40 guys doing this style. And it still didn't even have a name. And uh, a guy named Hobie Eklund, do you know him? The name sounds super familiar. He, he was a really big writer back in the day, and he was from Detroit. And uh, he wrote on this music, and he had to give it a name. So he, he's actually credited for kind of giving it the name. And... and uh, yeah, he's like like ghetto techno, ghetto tech, you know. So. so it was it was created. I mean, before you started producing and other people started producing, it was mm-hmm. basically a style of DJing. You were it was a style of DJing, pitching yeah. up the records, <laughs> doing these really fast mixes. Yeah, and there was guys even like when I was just getting into DJing, there there was guys kind of playing this style already, and you know it kind of originated. I would. I'd probably say from the wizard Jeff Mills, you know, because you know he was, was mixing like Prince with like jam on it with you know techno with going back to you know your rhythmics going you know two live crew just kind of throwing anything everything was genreless, which was cool because he was kind of like to me like one of the first mashup DJs because he you know you didn't know what you're gonna get hit with next or what style, and yeah. and so you know and and as that kind of evolved a little bit then. You know different music was coming out then it came to where you know anything with like this certain gritty grimy street element is going to go in this mix and then we kind of filtered out some of the some of the styles of records and, and then anything that has this bass grimy making ass to shake sound 
you know we're gonna go with and uh and it kind of kind of evolved from there and there's guys like the four horsemen like doing it which is like dj unique finger zap nico leon purse I mean, they were doing that, like, the, the you know, the new dance show. I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh, and, yeah, very familiar. Yeah, you know, and, um, you know, because when I first started DJing, I wasn't even playing club records. I didn't even know how to. I was actually throwing out a hip-hop beat and learning how to scratch. Right. I was listening to all these DJs, like, Jam Master J, Jazzy Jeff, like, all these DJs, like, how'd they get that scratch in the song you know okay you know and then so and that's how i was practicing that for two for a couple years straight before i even knew how to blend records and then when i started mixing records i was already like into this my you know i i love playing miami bass i love playing techno and you know my first club gig i had I was i was only 15 and uh it was at a teen club so i was kind of mixing for my what friends what is a teen club uh, age 13 to 18, no alcohol, like a, like a teenager club. And uh, oh, you guys never had those in New York? Um, well, I came up in Pittsburgh. You did, but there were house York. parties. Of yeah, know. of course. Yeah, no, That's why I was like a club. I mean, picture a club without alcohol. Yeah, because most clubs, they're making their money from alcohol sales. So who, yeah. who wants to... Actually, I do remember this from growing up in Pittsburgh. There were teen clubs. Yeah. I guess it's a... You That's a demographic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it was, a, it was a teen club growing up. And the cool thing is for me, it was a good way to get into club DJing because like I, at 15, I'm already DJing for a thousand of my peers. I mean, it's like, you think about it, you know, I'm 15, you know, and so. Yeah, that's a big. And plus, you know, I wasn't the best then, you know, and, and so, so, but they didn't know. You know, they were too young to even know. So it was kind of cool. Barely knew what a DJ to, was. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of cool. So so, cause, so to them, I'm already the shit, and they don't realize I'm fucking up left and right. And to, and to them, you know, so it was a good way for me to get my feet wet, you know, and, and just and then just jump in, you know, a couple years later, you know. And, and uh, you know, and then I just started doing a lot of JIT parties and a lot of uh, ghetto tech parties when I was uh, 17. And by that time, I was selling so many mixtapes. I was DJing in nightclubs already, and I wasn't old enough to be in them. But I had such a name from my mixtapes that no one even asked me my age. <laughs> so you, I mean, we were talking about this a little before the show. Mm -hmm. You you came up in the era of the physical product being everything. I mean, you were quoting me some numbers for the number of records you sold. And yeah. I wasn't even thinking mixtapes, but mixtapes too. There was no SoundCloud. There was no YouTube. No. It wasn't plays. You were, it was actual no, we almost units went, being sold. I, put, I mean, we, we were, if you combine our releases, it's almost platinum. So and, all and, the and releases people, people on don't realize that. But, it, you know, it, it was 208 releases between five different labels that we we had. And, you know, and some records did better than others, obviously. But you know what? We, we you know, I'm, I'm still proud to say we, we you know. <laughs> what were your, what was your, the the most you sold of a single release? Mm. About. God, I can't remember, man. <sighs> so hard. Tens of thousands. I don't remember what I did last week, and this is like <laughs> we're years going, ago. We're going uh, way back here. Oh yeah, I went to Russia last week. Um, <laughs> um, God, as a record, my my pump record was the highest selling record that that we've did. Right. And that was the third release I did on Twilight seventy six. I did that when I was eighteen years old. I did. Um, I would say close to thirty thousand. 
Yeah. Maybe 40. Yeah, that and, doesn't, but, but it was hard. That doesn't it, happen now. You can't hard, sell that many records. It was hard to say because, like, you know, we would always press up a couple thousand, then we press up another three, three. You know, we 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 pressed all our records here in Detroit at Archer Record at Pressing, Archer. and our office was five miles down the road. And so, anytime we needed more records, hey Mike, we need some more records. And then, okay, come Friday, and then we just come and fill up the Jeep with the records, and we, you know, we. And the cool thing is like. Since we didn't have to ship, I never had to order big bulk. Like, so I'd always start out with a thousand or two thousand or something. And then when we'd sell out, we'd order a couple hundred here, two hundred here, three hundred there. So that way we didn't have to stock a bunch. We always just ordered a couple hundred, but then we would order a couple hundred of 20 different releases. So we, we had to f- fill up our truck, empty it, and then go back and fill it, you know? So. so were you sending these all to a distributor or you were just selling them yourself somehow? Yeah, we had to do both because. You know, still to this day, people don't understand completely the music, like, and, and how it's so deeply rooted in Detroit, you know? I mean, it, it, it's... And so a lot of distributors liked it, and they were ordering stuff, but they were hesitant because they didn't know how to sell it because it was kind of a genre within its own, and it was a tempo within its own. Right. Because, you know, the only thing you could really mix with it, at you know, in the 90s would be, like, a drum and bass record, and you have to slow that down. Right. To, to match the ghetto tech speed because it was like a little bit slower, but yet it was a lot faster than techno house, you know, hip hop, you know. So, so, um, so, uh, so a lot of distributors were ordering it. We were dealing with distributors all over the world, but then there's a lot of record stores that wanted to deal with us direct. And the distributors, because we had so many releases, they weren't ordering 50 of each record or 100 of each record or 500. They, you know, they would order, you know, a certain amount of units for the for the new release, and then that's it. They didn't carry our back catalog. And with Ghetto Tech, you know, you have to have a giant back catalog so you because you need a lot of material just to get yeah. through a Ghetto Tech set. Yeah, a so, record so, so, a record a minute. So we were that Ghetto Tech one stop, you know. So we were dealing with all the distributors, but then we were dealing with a, a lot of records stores directly, and we gave them a little bit of. A, a, a lot of the record stores really love the sound and they would create a section for us in in their shop you know right. they didn't just they, they realized you know so we we're like look it we'll give you a deal on some records we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll give you all the new stuff first but you have to create us like a section so people know that there's Where a ghetto tech section you know and so uh yeah it's, it's kind of hard you know it was it was cool you know being our doing our own thing not trying to be like anybody else but then it was also it gets frustrating when distributors don't understand like you know how to market it or how to sell it and in the 90s more techno stores a lot of techno guys were, were supporting our stuff the most that weren't playing all ghetto tech but it sounds like throughout your career you've kind of had this well you've been very successful but at the same time you've had this problem we were talking about it earlier with you and booking agents where people just don't know quite where to put you, how to book you, how to sell your, like you're selling records, you're getting bookings, but they don't like, you don't fit into the traditional trajectory. Yeah. And and, you know, for for me, that's fine because you know what? I, I think, I think over half the people even in DJing and in music started it for all the wrong reasons. They do it because it's a cool thing to do. See me, I was I'm passionate about like a certain style, a certain culture. You know, ghetto tech has its own culture of even like a DJ style too. Yeah. You know, and and, and for me, like I, I I'll put 
there's five ghetto tech DJs that in Detroit that I would name that I'd put against anyone and, and, and we'd squash everyone. Who, you know, who you are know, your faves? Like, who are the who are the best? Oh, good best. Let's see. <laughs> um Fingers. I really love Fingers. Um Gary Chandler. Uh-huh. Um DJ Jinx. Um DJ Zap. And Wax Tax and Dre. I knew you were gonna say Wax Tax and Dre. I love Wax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, th these guys like, and these are guys that all besides Jinx, um, most of them I was listening to on the radio when I was just getting into started, and, and a lot of these guys even helped break our records too. See, this music was so big, a lot of people didn't realize if you had a good ghetto tech record, you would sell a thousand copies of that vinyl just in Detroit. People, people never realize that, and, right. and, and, and they don't realize that every Friday we would fill up our cars, our trucks. All right, you know, I tell my partners, all right, you go to these two stores, I'll go to these two. We would collect money on what sold and drop off the new shit, and and and, and fill up any you know releases that they were out of. And, and, and um, I mean, we were literally doing making a living selling a thousand records out of six stores before we even distributed one record any Didn't anywhere even outside of Detroit. Detroit no and you know especially with like a lot of this music what helps though is you know a lot of the guys like to do beat juggling so they rock doubles right two yeah. copies for so, yeah right i mean there. like, like ghetto, just doing ghetto tech music was is completely different mindset the whole business the way the culture everything is it's like you know the dancing the the you know a lot of people just associate it with like dirty lyrics you know, when when that's one thing I'll argue with about Ghetto Tech is that it's not that. They compare it to like two live crew or something, you know. Right. And you know, yeah, some of the shit has dirty lyrics, but then a lot of these a lot of the tracks are just party tracks or a lot of tracks are talking about a footwork or a dance that you gotta either be from Detroit or even maybe from Chicago to know what, what the track is even talking about. Right. But but then a lot of tracks don't even have words. And so then why we keep coming back to like Detroit and you mentioned Chicago like why what about these cities or these music scenes like why why was that the hotbed why um why is that ground zero why what, what about Detroit makes it ground zero uh, for well, because that's where you know the music comes from of course you know? but and, like, and, 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 and there's it was you know such a big era too that you couldn't escape it from the clubs you would hear it on the radio and you'd hear it in underground clubs. Like the funny that, I mean, to me, we would do like a lot of the old, uh, like the Packer plan. Like my partner, Brian Gillespie was like doing these, these parties called poor boy, him and Dodd and Mike Zavito and all those guys. And yeah, I know about poor and, boy from Servito and Derek. Yeah. Psycho. And that was actually the first underground party I've ever done at this time. I'm like rocking, like, 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 you know, uh, uh, ghetto, you know, clubs playing ghetto tech all night, and there's all these big jit circles and dance circles, and they're like, "Yeah, you want to try this? We want to try this." And w when when I got on, it the energy level like turned up by twenty, like everyone was going crazy, like they couldn't because it's the first time they were actually seeing a DJ cut it up and do all this they, they would hear it live on a the radio they'd hear mi the mixes but they never saw witnessed it and so then this is like kind of the first time this was happening at yeah. a proper like warehouse rave in Detroit. yeah yeah real proper so and did that that change things then yeah because because <laughs> then we, we we started doing um i mean every party wanted to start you know doing that music 
Right. They, they, and and they almost had to because it was it set the tone, you know, it, it, because you know, a lot of techno and house and it's not no disrespect to anything, but it's it's more of a monotonous thing, you know. And then all of a sudden when you're hearing, you know, 80 tracks an hour and some guy just shredding through shit and not only can you dance and party and it's more of a party thing, it's not meant to be taken serious, but then you also get a visual show watching this DJ like go yeah. back and forth and rock turntables like cuz no other techno or house DJ was doing that at the time. None. Yeah, and still now it's Yeah. They're not moving that fast. Track no. a minute. Yeah, I mean, but you know, you don't do that for that kind of music, you know. It's 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 just a different thing period you know and so you know and, and so you know ghetto te- you know like i said you know a lot of people were just they're confusing ghetto tech with just dirty lyrics and this and that when they don't understand it's a whole dj a style of djing it's a whole style of of records that this the the, the records have to have a certain dirtiness into in, it in the beats intensity yeah. you know the, the beats that the beats have to be grimy there's there's tracks I did. I actually mixed shitty on purpose and put it out there because that's what gave it that that style. That's what it, it, you know. It's kind of like an old dub record, you know, those old Jamaican records. They sound like shit, but that's what gives it that style. If it's too clean and polished up, then it, it sounds it, it lost it lost the grit. You know? Yeah, we were on our the last show we did with Mike Huckabee. He was talking about recording his brother drumming right onto his iPhone and how they liked that quality. Of recording, yeah, low I mean, quality, yeah, because you know, sound. yeah, it, it keeps it gritty, you know, and, and um, you know, it's it's all that with like with like the, the the dance styles, you know, you get you got um, it's a dance called a jit, and they have like you know, it's like a big footwork dance, kind of like a juke in Chicago, it's very similar, you know, and, and there's ten billion jit moves, and and you know, and, and it's like your eyes have to your sometimes when you're watching these guys do this, it's like your eyes can't even follow that's how fast they are it's right. crazy and, and uh you know but all of this is the culture you know and it and it's and it evolved in detroit over a certain amount of years and it's been been a thing in detroit you know and then you have to come to detroit to really fully understand like the whole culture of it behind it and is this still like a big thing in detroit now or um it was a lot bigger before yeah what was the I mean, what it, was the peak what was the peak of this music do you think uh, late 90s early 2000s yeah that's what i remember early 2000s. but then it still goes on like at every movement festival in detroit you have to have some kind of ghetto tech you have to i, I like i don't care what anyone says like th- there was um like this year it was the first year i wasn't on the bill at movement and at, ever the first year ever but i played the pop-up tent so when Chuck told me, you know, Chuck Flash from Pascal, he's like, hey, you know, he's like, we're going to change things up this year, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you know, you want to do the pop-up tent. I'm like, okay, cool. So but, you did the stage is kind of like the, what is it, the you know, they Opportunity just, Detroit stage? That No, no, it was just like literally a pop-up tent, like where, where the VIP area, everyone's sitting on the grass, and all of a sudden they just lifted the tent, okay, go. And people are like, turn around, and like, okay, someone's DJing, you know. It was just a pop-up <laughs> thing, like a surprise, you know. And it was cool, you know, and, and I'm always appreciative for, for whatever I do, but, but um, you know, and I, I didn't, I didn't want to tell them, but I had so many, you know, I didn't, and I didn't tell anyone, I kept it a secret, but I didn't want to go back and tell Pax how, like, do you know how many people are complaining there's no ghetto tech? I mean, I literally, I got 50 messages and calls, like literally 50, like saying, I had one guy 
saying, um, messaging me saying, we just bought tickets from Russia and we're coming to see, we really want to come see you because we were there a few years ago. We know you do it every year. And then I had to tell him, hey, sorry, I'm not a... It, it was definitely a thing for a long time where they had the, like the Ghetto Tech booty bass, like a huge segment of the afternoon on one of the stages. Yeah. So it wasn't just you you personally playing. No, like we, we actually, thing. for a couple of years, we actually helped kind of program the stage, you know, but I, I think it was too much, to be honest with you. I, I, you know, I, me personally, it doesn't matter what kind of genre of music it is. If I hear more than an hour of anything, I'm done. It doesn't matter. So, so I, I think because it's, it's just a little bit too much of it, you know. But you know, they've, you know, they've been very supportive throughout the years. But they also know, like, you have to have that here. It's a Detroit thing, and, and there, there's people here that, that, that there's a lot of people that go to that festival that just want to hear that. Right. So, do you do after parties during the festival in Detroit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've done them at, at my clubs, and yeah, I've did a after party for Perfect Driver. You know, they're more of a tech house label. I, I've actually have releases on their label. I've actually kind of took some ghetto tech tracks that I never put out and made them 125 BPM versions, okay. like tech house kind of <laughs> versions of them. You know, so. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're, there, there's always parties. You know, I'm always doing. Yeah. Well, you mentioned your clubs. We haven't really talked about that yet. Let's mm-hmm. let's get into that. What's going on with this? You you uh, own more than one club in Detroit. Yeah, now, I own you're... four. That's a four, lot of clubs. But it, it's you know it, it, uh, you know it's not the music that I play though. You know, so it's 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 literally a job. It's it's music. You know, it's you know, business. It's business. Yeah. I mean, I mean if I could play. If I could have four clubs all doing techno, house, and ghetto tech, I'd, I'd love it. But you know, just unfortunately, you just you just can't do it if you want to. Why do you think? Sustain. Why do you think that doesn't uh, that doesn't work? Doing the the kind of music that you really like at the clubs you own in Detroit. I mean, it's just like it, it's like anywhere though. Look at all these big festivals. It's all that you know, EDM, yeah, trap music, and you know, electro house stuff, and. I actually like some of that stuff though you know i really do you know like I, i'm a fan of all you know some of that stuff is produced really good you can't front even it doesn't matter if you're the hardest most you know underground techno person you gotta admit some of that stuff is really produced good you know so right. I, I like listening to some of that but you know it, it's it's just a new generation growing up you know and, and it's just it's just a fact you know and they're growing up to more more electronic more commercial you know and to them people you know say uh you know, they grew up they grew up they're growing up to it where to me to me there's no such thing as underground music anymore or underground parties to me and and you know if you could find it on fucking facebook it's not underground yeah it, it's, the, not, the, it's not the word underground is very loaded yeah it's a joke and, and people don't want to come to the face that reality that's what's one thing about me is like i love what i do and and, and I, there's certain kinds of music i love that's my heart you know I mean, anytime I tour, I do ghetto tech, but then, you know, I play hip hop, I play all kinds of shit, you know, in Detroit. But anytime I, 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 I do my tour dates all around the world, you know, I'm, I'm playing ghetto tech because that's my heart. You know, that's what I'm getting booked for. But, you know, a lot of people just they don't want to come to reality that, that things change, you know, and, and electronic music is it's just commercial now. It really is. You can't, all of it, <laughs> it really is, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, and same with the parties. I mean, I mean, I just remember in Detroit back in the day, you know, like there was a party and there's a flyer with a phone number and 
you wouldn't know where that party is till you call that phone number the day of. And next thing you know, there's 2,000 people there. And it's crazy. And, and, and that'll never exist anymore. That well, should get, that 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 get tweeted before the flyers even fucking printed. Right. You know? Well, a lot of this is just the way that a way that we that information flows yeah has changed i mean there's nothing you can yeah no, those floodgates yeah. have been open there's nothing exactly and it's, it's it's cool but you know you got people you got a lot of these underground so-called people they like you know to, to them that's not cool and they, but they don't want to face reality that's what it is right makes sense yeah so but i mean for you what was when you when you opened these clubs did you have any idea that you might do ghetto tech the kind of music that you're really passionate about um, in the clubs or was it always you just knew that that was not we we do but see me like i love all kinds of music but i mean there, there's some parties i do like open format shit like i love hip-hop i gotta play party shit you know i mean actually i'm a big hip-hop head too so you know but um now i'm not as passionate about doing it because i can't stand like a lot of the hip-hop out now right you know and so it's kind of hard to be passionate about djing when certain parties you have to play a certain thing do you and you're not passionate about that song you're playing so it's kind of hard to get into are you djing at the clubs that you own in detroit or um some of the nights yeah some of them yeah because you're detroit's the, most popular dj right didn't you haven't you won awards where you're like oh uh, the uh, most popular dj in detroit blush, DJ godfather no, I've won best DJ like last eight years in a row, and you know <laughs> different. Um, and I, I just uh, I'm in the top 100, and uh, for DJ times, they got to vote for me. You got to vote for me to be number one. Yeah. Yeah, please. And uh, yeah, voting's till Labor Day. Yeah, I was. Uh, you know, that, that's that's the one I'm really proud of to be just even nominated in the top 100, and, and something like that is really cool. And it's 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 voting and. You know, I'm not gonna lie. The last couple of years, I, I didn't really push it to vote for me, vote for me. But you know, I feel like it's kind of cheesy. But then the, the first year, um, I made number thirteen, like three, four years ago. Wow! But I was like promoting it to vote for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I, I don't know. I just. So we we touched a little bit on the dirty lyrics earlier, mm-hmm. which is like what a lot of people uh, associate with ghetto tech music. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of your music would be, or maybe not yours personally, but a lot of ghetto tech and some of yours personally would be considered pretty politically incorrect. And I'm curious if you've, if the response you've gotten from people both on the dance floor and maybe as we've talked about these technologies online, Twitter and Facebook and everything, have you gotten more negative feedback or has the response to the music changed over the years as people have gotten more and more Honestly, yeah. Politically correct. Or do you not, do you not feel this? No, I don't this? hear a lot of that shit, you know? Is that, like, not really. I mean, it, there might have been a couple times, like, literally, I'd be, like, in Scotland and some chick never heard of the music and, like, I'm offended, but, you know, or somewhere, you know, but it, it might have happened a couple times, but, you know, I've I, never in my career. I mean, people kind of, they do their research, you know, ahead of time if they never heard of me or this music or something, you know, like, like, a lot of times, most people are kind of knowledgeable, and they actually do go. Most of the parties I'm at, like they're they're there for that. Yeah, they so, know what so, they know. Yeah. yeah, buy the ticket, take the ride. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I, I don't. I just never understood that. You know, how is something politically correct, but yet you could watch, you know, 
fucking Jason, like, you know, chainsaw 10,000 motherfuckers, you know, like, like just, what's the difference between that and a movie, you know, what's the difference between, you know, or, or you know, sex in a movie or something, you know what I mean, it's like, it's, the, it's, it's the just American, entertainment, it's entertainment, it's all, you know. Well, yeah, we're pure, you know, country founded by Puritans and... Mm-hmm. Sex is more evil than violence. Yeah. I think. Yeah. To a lot of people, which is strange. Yeah. Doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> um so what else? Do you have anything I'll coming up? Shirt. Oh yeah. IT. Oh yeah. Gee, that's course. a good reminder. We should I I meant to talk about this and we didn't. Um so you go way back with our good friends who we do the No Way Back parties with in Detroit, New York, and other places around the world, Interdimensional Transmissions. Um, you used to be their tour DJ? Yeah, Ectomorph, yep. Um, what like what era was that? What years were you the tour DJ? Late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, we would actually do a tour where it would be an Ectomorph show, and we would run... I was like literally, I was literally like a synth. I would, we, I would find a bunch of weird tones and everything, and we'd run them through a, a rolling space echo box. Uh-huh. We'd run the turntable through a space echo box, and while I, you know, and I was sitting there, I wasn't sitting there like doing crazy scratches the whole time, but I'm just like kind of stabbing little sounds and stuff. And Brendan Ectomorph would like run those sounds through the the echo machine and slow it up and pitch it down. You know, I I don't know how familiar you are with the space echo, but yeah, yeah, I am. So yeah. you you weren't just like the tour DJ like warming up for them and playing after. You were actually I played. You were a part of the band. I was part of the band and I'd play after, right or before, depending on what the what the program was. But it was great. You know, I mean, you know, I, it's it's. I've always looked up to Brendan for a long time. I, I'd come up to him. Uh, I'd come out to Ann Arbor, and uh, I remember he'd helped me master some some stuff before, and uh, he'd helped me burn some CDs and edit some stuff before. And then uh, we were just, you know, some some of his stuff. He's like, "Hey, man, I want a Detroit sound like the song Breakthrough." Like me and him did that together. Right. A lot of people don't know that, you know. And uh, yeah. And you also, we were talking earlier before the show about how you you consider yourself a part of the record time crew, and just talking about all the yeah. people, all the people that aren't around Detroit anymore that were part of your crew. Going back, yeah, it's crazy. a lot of whom are you know Brendan and Erica, and also Mike Servito, Derek Plesleko, like a lot of these. Huckabee, are, Brian Gillespie, and yeah. Will Webb. Yeah, and me. Yeah, and that was it. And now all your boys have left. Everyone left. Detroit. <laughs> Everyone left. But you're well, saying yeah, Will Webb's in Florida. Derek's in Berlin. Mike's in New York. Yep. Huckabee's just everywhere. Huckabee lives in Detroit. Does he still? Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah. But he's gone a lot. Yeah. And um But man, you stayed here, me. you lived here. What last what? man standing? Yeah. I'm proud. What keeps you here? What I mean, not that it I mean a lot of people um, stay I love it, but you know, I mean, I've traveled so much too, and I've saw so much stuff. And, and um, there's a few places I'd move to out of Detroit, but you know, I, I'm so rooted here, and I have you know so many things and businesses and other things going on. Family, here. I assume. Uh, yeah, family. You know, and uh, I'm married, and my wife's here, and you have a house. Yeah. You own a house, yep. right? Yep. Seen pictures of your house on Facebook. Oh, I'm just put in a big fat fool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you know, so so you know, I, and I love Detroit. You know, I really do. And um, 
you know, I've I've seen it from what it was in the eighties and, and the seventies and uh Right. You know, I I've I've seen it turn into, you know, what it is now and what it's turning into, evolving into, and I love it. Yeah, it's nice. It's more I don't know, people are positive here now. Yeah, and you know, I've always had so many people and so many friends here. I'm not I would get so homesick if I moved somewhere. I really would. I got friends in most major cities, you know, but like five, ten, you know, and you know, it's like I don't, you know, here, you know, anywhere I go, I know two hundred people, you know, so so I'm just rooted here, and I, I love it here. Yeah, and this you're is a me, and like I, I'd actually, you know, I don't know. What pisses me off is when I see people move out of Detroit, still wearing Detroit hats, like like they're still there. It's like, nah, uh, uh-uh, you, you lost your privilege now. Oh shit! <laughs> you moved away from us. Wow. <laughs> you've got to like when you when you move out, you pack the moving truck. You've got to hand over your yeah man Detroit paraphernalia. I leave your keys back. We got to leave your keys at the house here. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it's not that deep, but I'm just saying, you know. So with I, that, I, I always mess with people I know. Yeah. There'll be a, there'll be you know DJs and you know move to Australia that I know. I'm like, get that D hat off. They don't even know what that is. I was like, stop trying to claim something you're not anymore. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so with that, we've got about 45 minutes left in the show here. Should we get back into the mix? Um, I got to find some tracks. All right. Well, we've got a bed. Will you we sing us an acapella until, until then? How long is it going to take you to pick the next track? How long is your two, acapella? Two seconds. How long is your acapella? I don't have an acapella. <laughs> I'm gonna shout out. <laughs> I know you can get a track on in like two seconds. Let me hear you sing Mary Had a Little Lamb. No way, man. And then I'll scratch over you. <laughs> That'd be good. All right, we'll do it. You ready? Yep. You ready? Okay. All right, let's do, do it. it. I'm gonna do it. Let's go. Mary had a little lamb. Uh, hold little on. Little lamb. Now you gotta start Look, over. Oh. You gotta start over. You're gonna make me do it twice? Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted Not to see if you sing Mary Had a Little Lamb by yourself. <laughs> now I'm, I'm gonna do it with you. Ready? All right, we're gonna do it. Mary had a little lamb, little lamb, little lamb. Mary had a little. <laughs> I screwed it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. All right, man. Let's get into it. All right.
ass, titties and 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 ass, I'ma drop my beat. I'ma drop my. I'ma drop my. I'ma drop my. I'ma drop my beat. Then out comes the. Out comes the drops. I'ma drop my. Drop my beat. Then out comes the. Out comes the drops. I'ma drop my. Drop my beat. Then out comes the. Out comes the freaks. I'ma drop drop beat. Then out out the freaks. Freaks the flow. To 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 the flow. I'ma drop my beat, then out comes the freaks. I'ma drop my beat, then out comes the freaks. I'ma drop my beat, then out comes the freaks. To the flow, 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 to the flow.
your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up, Detroit. I love my city. Godfather, Godfather. Flexorelli. 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 Flexorelli
Like what? What? Let's go. Let's go. On the floor. On the floor. Shake, it down. Shake it down. Break it down. A little low. A little lower. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.
Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Rebel Radio. We've been in the mix with DJ Godfather, live from Detroit. Just a couple minutes left here. Uh, thanks a lot for coming by. And tune in in two weeks. We'll be back. Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. Thanks a lot.